Sweat Equity Podcast and Streaming Show, the number one comedy business podcast in the world. I'm gonna come. Whoa! Aggressive off the bat for this pragmatic entrepreneurial Ooh. advice show with real raw dog talk. That. <laughs> We're 2020's best small, medium enterprise business advisory podcast in the United States. Hell yeah, we are. Thanks to Lux Global Excellence Awards, proudly hosted by Lux Life Magazine. You know, your favorite magazine on the rack. Read it every day. I love it. Over and over. And we're 2021s. Yeah, we already won the 2021 award. Like it's done. For, Just give it to us. They gave it to us in June. That's how good we are. 2021's best podcast and streaming entertainment studio. Eastern USA Media Innovator Awards. Rolls right off the tongue. 2021 hosted by, you know, Corporate Vision Magazine. Your favorite magazine growing up. Oh, you remember that? Yeah. So right. excited every month when right. it showed up in the mailbox. Yep. Um, meet the mailman down at the driveway. I used to spend my Sundays doing the New York Times Is crossword. Corporate Vision here yet? And Corporate Vision Magazine. Yay! That's how I spend my Sundays as, as a youth. Hey, listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your mom's Walkman, all the things podcasts are listed on this episode with the CEO that matches up. CEOs with investors at Aspire360.io, Eleanor Haglin. Uh, drop some knowledge on a great marketplace, getting people matched up, exciting stuff. This episode is brought to you by Grasshopper. Try grasshopper.com slash sweat. Get you 75 bones off an annual plan. That's trygrasshopper.com slash sweat. $75 off an annual plan. The entrepreneur's phone line. Add a second line to your device. Your celly don't have two cell phones like a drug dealer in the 90s. Try grasshopper.com slash sweat. 75 bones off an annual plan. That helps you. That helps us. Pick your vanity number. If you want mm-hmm. a phone number that yep. says something funny or not. Yeah. Get one 69, 420, whatever. Get a 1-800 number or get a local area number. It's all good. Try grasshopper.com forward slash sweat. Like Montez Sweat, like Keith Sweat, like Sweat Equity. $75. Ooh. That is an eighth of weed. What? An eighth and a... Eighth and a half of weed. Eighth and a half. What, what is that? What know. is that? Hurry. That is uh, 5.25 grams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're giving that back to you. Probably. So when you smoke that weed, think of us. Let's get this party started. Howdy, Tony. about my Sweat Equity? Sweat Equity. Sweat, 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 sweat Equity. My Sweat Equity. Are you good? I'm very good. All right. uh, We always try to do this at the top of every interview, and sometimes we forget. Uh, Can you give everybody your plugs where to find you, you know, social or website or otherwise? Yeah, for sure. So um, name's Eleanor Hagland. I'm the CEO of Aspire360. We support early stage founders, get access to coaches, mentors, and investors. Um, we currently have a product in market that we do it manually, and we're releasing a tech product in a couple of months. You can find us on aspire360.io. Um, and if you specifically are excited about the tech product, do backslash get investors or backslash find startups. This... Uh... I think Eric, I speak for Eric, uh, but I, I wish this existed 
five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, give us money. Uh, when <laughs> find we, somebody to give us money. Though. We were trying to find a cash partner for the agency. We were doing work, uh, you know, out of Tampa, a marketing agency, kind of business advisory combo, um, and was always cash strapped, you know, and uh, is, is that, is cash flow kind of the thing that you see a lot of startups have issues with? I think the the thing that I see most startups have issues with is acquiring customers. And that's to a billion of other things. It's kind of like, do you have a product that people really want? And then are you able to kind of convince them that you're the one that should be like providing it to them? And then cash flow just stems from all of that uh, morass of chaos. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. So what kind of people, what kind of industries are getting a hold of you? Is it any particular? Uh, you know, I know it's the peer-to-peer kind of marketplace of mm-hmm. sorts um, or community, I should say. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and so what What kind of industries is it, are you finding is a lot of soft skill kind of uh, industries, professional services, or is it, what are we talking? What? What uh, yeah. what kind of CEOs are on there? For sure. So we we tend to see a lot of your standard tech startups. So kind of that pre definitely pre revenue um, and and maybe even pre funding towards um, and from there to like Series A. So so folks that you would see kind of traditionally going to Silicon Valley um, that you'll find across the U.S. and across the globe um, in that early stage. Why, why did you, why do you want to start this? This seems like a uh, behemoth. This sounds like you need exactly what you're pushing out uh, because the idea, (laughs) the idea seems very ambitious. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, we could start a business that makes up these businesses to make up other businesses. Just keep piggybacking on the back end. It's like startup inception. Yes, exactly. Oh, nice. You put it perfectly, Eleanor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's it's we're in the business of doing business kind of uh, thing. Yeah, it's sure. real meta. Uh, <laughs> so, what? Yeah, what's your why for this? How? Yeah. What? Because every every kind of startup or every kind of idea, we always talk about it. You have to be a little crazy to have something that's kind of a call you it do. disruptor for lack of a better term. I know that's kind uh-huh. of a bit overused, but just by you, just by me. I just, I, I don't even know what it means. I just say it a lot. It says it all the time. I just go, I, I, a business. I'm not looking it up. Entrepreneur. And then say disruptor a lot. Uh, it's like a mad libs for my life. So people think I know what I'm talking about. But for this, it seems, it, it's giving me, it, I'm getting sweaty thinking about it being in your shoes trying to figure this out. And yeah. I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just yeah. sweaty. It's hot here. <laughs> I mean, our why was really, um, my, my co-founder and I have been through starting businesses multiple times. Um, my co-founder sold businesses to IBM, to CGI, and we just wanted to make the startup process in the really early, hard stage easier for other people. Because um, for me, it was really hard for a lot of early stage founders. You, you hit a lot of, um, you hit a lot of walls and the, the people and the resources that got me through, I 
felt very privileged to have access to them. And I wanted to make sure that everyone could, could access them and use them and solve problems and then kind of move on so that like we could all solve more problems together. That's, that's the why, that's the big mission. Okay. So how small do you go when it comes to startups and all that and getting funding? Um, that was my next question. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in sync. <laughs> Yay, woo. Anyways. Uh, the smallest we've gone is like single founders that have like no revenue and like an idea and a passion. And that's, that's probably the earliest that we've worked with people, but I don't know how you get any earlier than that. Yeah. Zero dollars. So there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Zero people. I think you'd have to yeah. get to the, the guy, the friends in college are like, bro, bro, let's open a bar. We should yeah. open a bar. Find man. those guys. Yeah. That's gotta be before ideation of a, a legit thing right either every every guy in college is like bro we drink a lot we go out a lot mm -hmm. we should open a better bar it's like i would never go into business with you owning a bar wait wait scratch that idea I got, a the question. I got a bad idea i got a better one i got a better one how about we uh do a t-shirt company sure we're funny dude we can yeah. drop ship it ours is going to be different though it's going to be a lot different ours is going to be unique yeah, we're going to have ones that like say like start up and go right. and it's going to have an arrow there but like a cool right. a cool arrow. But it'll be cool the way we do it. And tank tops that are form fitting, you know, none of this like Hanes beefy tea mm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's us. So, uh so anybody so if anybody's listening, like this this seems like the best kind of area to kind of have a knowledge uh like a knowledge base cuz Look, entrepreneurship, we've talked about it a lot on this program. It's 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 isolating. It's lonely. It's and whether you you purposely even if you try to not make it that way, no one really understands what you're going through. Uh, is that where the entrepreneurial coaching maybe uh kind of specialty you might have kind of comes into play? Yeah, that's that's definitely part of it. Um we've seen so in two places, kind of the, we, we definitely encourage folks to have a co-founder just because it's, it's easier when you have another person by your side to, to address all of those hard, hard problems. Um, but the, the mastermind groups that we, that we run, they're usually about eight to 12 founders per group. And that does help with the feelings of isolation because every, every couple of weeks, everyone comes together and they're like, this is my problem. My life is falling apart. We're not making revenue. Like, like the whole world is a disaster. And the guy next to you, or rather on Zoom, the guy next to you in the panel on Zoom is going to be like, yeah, my life's also falling apart. But you know what? I had your problem two months ago. Here's what I did. Maybe you can try that. And you're just kind of like, oh, cool. Like, I'm not alone. It's not the first time the world started to burn down. I'll figure it out. Um, so it, it is much less isolating when you have that group that you can go to. Yeah, I, I I think group group talk therapy. Uh, I mean, I look, you have no one to talk to. I, I think that's like the dirty secret of being an entrepreneur is it. It sounds cool, but anything that is uh, is actually like uh, kind of like that, you're just like, there's got to be some yin and yang to it. And look, I I failed at that because I I couldn't get you know my life in order work life wise. Cause it was always, I was always trying to figure out the next thing and not taking that breath and really, really this podcast is a little bit of it for, but to talk it out. But, you know, I feel like every client we had, they were like, Oh, thank God. I can really just 
just lay it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You said you encourage people to have a co-founder. Mm. Do you do, I mean, do you have the original person you say, are you the 51? They're the 49. Or are you always, are you pushing 50, 50? That's I, it's just surprising to me that you want to bring somebody else in. I mean, if it wasn't the original plan, Eric always thinks in operating agreements. So he's trying to figure that part out. If he's meeting <laughs> someone. Yes. Is How's it, this going to work? What's yeah, my share do, in this conversation? Do you, ma- do you match people up like uh, Bumble for Business that exists? Oh. But I don't, don't know. Say that out loud. Write that down. Don't know anybody that's done it ever. Um, is it? Do you all match them up like that too, personality-wise? So his question more about how does that actually work in a technical sense? I yeah. think mine would be more uh, psychologically. How do you how do you tell them to go find someone? It's a marriage. Yeah, so we, it's a business. Yeah, marriage. we don't operate like a like a business for Bumble. We we do have we do a lot of advising um, from the the coaches and the mentoring side. So when someone is a single founder and they're just trying to do it all, that kind of can work for a little bit. But when you are trying to do it all and you're trying to tackle a new problem and it's extremely innovative, it gets overwhelming really quickly. And that's why we do encourage people to, to form teams, get advisors, get people around them that they can trust. Um, and, and through some networking, through some selective kind of reaching out to, to folks who can help, they pretty quickly find, find founders who can support them. In terms of that 51, like 49% or the 50-50, um, my advisors throughout my career have always advocated not 50-50 um, because there always has to be some sort of decision maker. And you don't want to be figuring out who the decision maker is during the heat of the moment. You really want to decide like at the end of the day, like everyone should, like their voice should be heard and, and everyone should be collaborating. But at the end of the day, someone's got to make the decision. Um, and that person should be the person with the majority um, ownership of the company. Good. Yeah. And, and that on the, like, I, I think a lot of people that would listen to that would be like, well, I'd, I'd want the 51%. You don't, have, you don't have to make it across the board, A. And then B, mm. you know, you can switch that off depending on how you make an agreement. So, you know, if it's a financial thing, this founder has Even years and odd years. Or that. Yeah, yeah. You can do-si-do. You can switch it up. Um, uh, Write whatever you want in the contract. uh, Well, but, you know, the funny, the weird thing, the counterintuitive part of it is like any entrepreneur listening to that would go, well, I want the 51% across across the board Mm -hmm. of anything. If I'm, I've got the idea, I came up with it really, but it. And also what you don't see is the unintended, unintended consequences. Yeah. What happens when your decision, decision sucks right. and your partner's <laughs> like, Hey, I told you. Right. Right. You have more, you, yeah. you have that, that power to, for the straw vote. If you are kind of a collaborative or uh, kind of decision-making or managerial style, but it's, uh, you know, I think it's almost important to kind of break up. Okay. What are you strong at? You, mm-hmm. you have, straw vote on that. I have straw vote on all of this. Um, how do, so how does that, I, I, man, I got a lot of questions. Um, my brain's <laughs> like, uh, keep, stay on track, keep it between the buoys. I don't know, I don't know what you want to know. Uh, well, it, I've got like 50 questions. They're like, ask me, ask this one, ask one. Uh, well, just ask one. Okay. Um, how about a, can you I tell us a success good. story? Sure. Yeah, um, or, or a bunch of them. We like stories, story time. Tell us a story. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to tell um, a couple success stories. So um, 
I, I have two. So one is um, a founder came to, to us and was kind of interested in pivoting their business. They were going through a, a time of change. Um, they worked with one of our coaches, um, pivoted their business, picked a different industry, and then raised uh, several million dollars. So that was a, a really great success story. Um, and then another one um, most recently was one who worked with one of our coaches in the, the sales and marketing area. Um, they were really incredible technology and great for everything. It's one of those, those um, I have a utility tool and I really can address anything, but then like, what are you addressing and who are you going after first? Um, and one of our coaches um, helped them focus pick one and now they're just like racing in, in healthcare and just doing absolutely fantastically. They have a, a bunch of incredible contracts. Um, and then just one other thing to add uh, to, to your point earlier about like that straw vote. Um, I think that the biggest thing about, or like about those contract negotiations where you're like 51, 49 is not really the number but genuinely that you're having those conversations and like trying to have those hard conversations early when people aren't mad and they're not, you're not like losing money and the world isn't falling apart because you really do get a sense of the person when you're, when you do have to put it in writing and it is legal, um, it, it does raise the stakes a bit and it, it makes people feel a little bit of the pressure, but not so much of the pressure where your whole company could fall apart and, and everything could go wrong. Hmm. Yeah, um, it, it, it's what, how do how do y'all make money? How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do y'all get equity on some of this? Should be stuff? our first question, I guess. Yeah. Every time, how do you make money? How do you do it? Uh, we don't know how to do it. No, uh, how do you, how do you, what's do y'all have a vig on this? How does that work? A percentage of something or yeah, where, where's y'all where's y'all's unique? Uh, value that you're bringing to the table. Let's go meta meta. We're in the dream within the dream. I want to know. Sure. I want to know that. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. I'm inceptioning your inception. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm in the snow level, man. How do how do you uh, how yeah how do y'all operate? How does this work? Like it. You seem like you have a very. I'm getting a vibe of very altruistic by nature. Uh, if I had to kind of figure you out with just this little bit of meaning. Uh, I feel like you don't get into this unless you have part of that aspect of you. Is that true? For sure. I mean, I, I think that we definitely got into it partly because we wanted to give back. We're obviously business people by career. Um, and But a lot of the folks that we've brought into the community really do want to give back and, and make sure that the next generation of entrepreneurs is set up for success. Um, but we, we do make money. We do, um, we offer our services in kind of like a monthly subscription um, and our, our tech product, which will be um, released in a, a few months will also be um, a monthly subscription, but at a, a lower price. I'm interested to how, how do you, um, I, I feel like you can't really talk about your tech product yet, but I'm just curious. You're dancing around. I'm trying to like connect the dots on what kind of tech product I'm going to guess an app of some kind or some sort of i don't know sass i'm feeling yeah, yeah well throw some buzzwords out there what it is subscription <laughs> as a service for those not sure what or software SaaS. software as a service oh yeah uh, that's what i meant or pass product as a service which i don't really understand ah. but uh oh there's a lot of them out there oh, cast communication as a service there's a lot of it. all that stuff out there um yeah we we look at linkedin we know it's up 
We know the buzzwords. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. I, got I, two I cut you off. I don't remember what I was talking about. How, I got two-thirds wanna, out of SaaS, right? Well, you've been dancing around this tech product. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what, what can... Give us what, something. Yeah, give us a little... little give us an exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, so our, our upcoming tech product is basically a way for entrepreneurs to assess themselves and their companies, really get an unbiased picture of, of where they are, and then um, connect with the folks that will match best with them. So the coaches, those mentors, and those investors that are aligned in terms of mission, in terms of industry, um, and are really a good personality fit um, for, for them moving forward. Oh, that's, that's cool. So you've come up with some kind of calculator that's going to sort of, well, I mean, it's going to evaluate everything, I guess, but it's got a social aspect to it too. I, that's, yeah. uh, that's really interesting. We're big into personality tests, the kind of the, the businessy related ones or non, uh, you know, is there something like that in, in this mix maybe? So it's not exactly a personality test, but it will get to kind of, we'll try to understand the, the leader's style and then the, the way that they're interacting with the team and really get a good sense of, of that, um, that dynamic. Because I mean, disharmony is one of the biggest reasons that companies fail. And so getting a sense of how people are working together is, is gonna be important. So you're, you're figuring out relation, working relationship dynamics. Uh, this, yeah, well, you did go to Columbia. This is, uh, <laughs> this is- this, well, Now you're convinced? This is high level uh, stuff. Well, I mean, when you get into the psychology, I mean, that's, I think what we both like about business is it is psychology. And when you really get into this high level area, uh, like you, you were uh, obsessed with the, the, uh, what's the PSI, the, um, what was that? What's that? The culture index? Yeah. That's what I meant. That one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a personality uh, test that I found to be pretty crazy uh, accurate really. And all it was was a two-page thing, opened, uh, open-ended number of answers you could provide. So let's say use this, uh, pick all the adjectives for how you should uh, describe yourself. And the second one was how you should uh, behave at work, I think it was. And between those two things, they spit out a report and they have a whole system where they match up people who, you know, you guys would work together because you're more outgoing or more autonomous or, you know if you're doing an app like that, I would definitely consider some sort of aspect that has like a statistical, like, I don't know. I mean, that one was really cool. I mean, I still think about it. Like I don't really mess with it anymore, but like I'll, you know, I'll be like, ah, apply that stuff to the people I meet. It's interesting. Is that, are you talking about the predictive index PI? This is called the culture index. The culture uh, index. Okay, so they're I, different. I, I mixed up the two because uh, there's too many acronyms in the world now. <laughs> it's true. <Yeah. laughs> I blame finance for all of that. But yeah, the uh, but the culture index, if I said exactly what the model employee I should be and I said I am that, does it just, if everything was checked off the same on both, mm -hmm. would it just blow up? No, I mean, like fail. well, no, it, well, it's, we, there was like a, uh, an ideal, um, personality. What, what if I'm like, I type. am, I am the ideal. Yeah. Then it'll spit at, it'll, I am me. It'll spit back a, oh, you mean for your own thing? Yeah. Well then that's you putting in the, cause you're the one picking as a business owner, you're picking what that position looks like from 19 personality types. Yeah. 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 So mm -hmm. you say, I like these three different kinds of people and then. People take the test, 
comes back and will provide a percentage match for like how close they are to that uh, personality type that you're looking for as the ideal. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So let's go back. So you have this product coming out. You got a timetable. What are we talking? And I love, uh, I love, I love tech stuff called products now. I like, I still can't, I'm still an old man about it. I'm like, if it ain't in my hands and I don't, I don't know, it could be a, pro it's not tangible. I just like that the tech world slowly started calling stuff products Yeah. after a while. Huh? And now we, we, have, we just have to take it. <laughs> I've been taking it. Um, but it, it truly does exist between a product and a service in a way. So, uh, yeah. and product sounds cooler. Um, what, anything else you can tell us about your upcoming product timelines? What I want to put in my iCal. I want to, I want to follow up. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to be releasing um, a beta in the next two to three months. Um, so we have we have signups um, on our on our website at www.aspire360.io slash get investors. And that's for the for the startup side. So um, you can put that in your calendar. All right. <laughs> He's typing it investors. in. Investors. How do you spell investors? Two. Um, so I'm going to sign up for sure, because you guys have been featured in Forbes, Smart Hustle, ambitious entrepreneur and uh founders forge so yep i know that because of the the humble brag bar you can read it <laughs> yeah i love uh, the humble brag bar <laughs> well we used to call it a credibility bar because everybody on a website they want to see that something's proven right so it's like we, a lot of law firms were kind of a niche for us and it was like hey put those badges mean something right like you won best dui attorney or something like yeah. that put it up there so we call it like every, every site, every piece of marketing needs that credibility factor. Uh, so you guys pass our, our design test. Um, <laughs> like you cared. Uh, <laughs> um, what else, what else are we not asking? I guess, uh, you know, what, what makes it, I don't know of anything that exists like this. I guess my thing, what makes me kind of sweaty thinking about it is how do you create a ClickBank uh, style marketplace where you have this demand and the supply on each, either side. How does that work? How have you been sourcing people? Yeah. So I, what's your customer acquisition, acquisition cost? What's your CAC? Our CAC. Uh -huh. it, so we're, we've currently been operating um, under kind of referral word of mouth, especially for the beta. We want folks that are like really, really passionate. And, and those people tend to come from referrals from friends of friends and people in our network. Um, so that's how we've been doing it currently. Um, we're getting a lot of um, interest when, when folks post in Slack groups and, and post on their social media. So it's been, it's been a very community focused um, endeavor so far. Um, and I'm not, someone told me that we have to like focus and go after like one side of the market and then go after the other. And so we, we picked one. We were like, the entrepreneurs won't come until the investors come. Correct. And so we got like a big tranche of, of investors signed up and we were like, that's awesome. Okay. Now let's focus on the entrepreneurs. And then we like saw a big jump there and we we're like, now we need more investors. And so it's just kind of like, we keep jumping from, from one side to the other. Um, just trying to, trying to keep it balanced as we, as we keep going. Well, I was gonna, yeah, I'm sure the investor side was much harder to get those guys than it is the uh, people with ideas. Well, yeah. from our side, we're we think there's probably a scarcity of that kind of those kind of investors. Is is it just us not knowing that whole that whole side of it? You know, 
because we're if we're on either side, we're definitely on the startup entrepreneur side and get that aspect of it. But uh, I feel like I've never really researched how many people are out there wanting to kind of have a focused investment in something like this. Is is there more than we probably realize out there? There, there are actually a lot more than, than you would think, because I, I think there are a lot of stories about kind of the no's that people get in kind of pitching their companies. And you do, you have to meet with a lot of investors before you get even like your first yes, or even your first maybe. Um, but it, when you think about it from the investor side, having a lot of deal flow and making sure that you're finding those gold nuggets that are going to make you a billion dollars or, or whatever they're, whatever they're targeting is really challenging and and you're making a lot of like educated guesses and so anything that can help you find those folks faster and enable you to to invest faster and maybe even better is is definitely something that they're looking for that's cool i mean you probably cut down on the whole slog of those meetings and stuff like that and that could probably be a make or break sort of timeline for some people it's like if i had just one more month worth of money <laughs> to survive, I could have, you yeah. know, or because I met with all these people that didn't, you know, really want to invest. Yeah. It's uh, often like a timing issue. Like, like yeah. the entrepreneurs need money at this point mm -hmm. and the investors, maybe they really want to give you money at that point, but they just, there's just that like matching problem where they, they don't know when you're at that point and you don't know that they're looking for you at that point. And so we're trying to, to take some of the friction out of that process. That's cool. Just like any romance, it's all about timing. It's all about timing. Right, Eric? Yeah. We got a bromance. Are you going to ask me to marry you? No, I'm not doing <laughs> that again. Um, what's it called? Uh, I'm divorced. I'm going to stay divorced. Um, I, you know, on the investor side, do y'all do, what's the vetting process over there? How does that work? Uh, and do you find, uh, I'll, I'll let you answer that one before I <laughs> okay. rattle off five more <laughs> yeah. sub questions to it. I'm excited. I know this is, this is a cool, this is such a cool idea that I, I think I'm just kidding about it. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the vetting process on the investor side, we're, we're obviously looking for folks that are interested in the particular stage of folks that we're, that we're looking to serve. Um, we're targeting a couple of key industries right now. So making sure they're fitting within that. And then um, so far we've been doing kind of personal interviews with, with each of the investors just to get a good sense that the, the initial seed community is going to be really fantastic um, because we want to make sure that if, if we start with this community and then they refer people, we want to make sure that they're all kind of well-meaning, good, interested, and, and passionate. So you, yeah, you you kept the the marketplace culture by keeping it word of mouth, which is unusual in the tech era, right? Yeah. Um, what on the investor investor side is it? Um, are there a lot of VC firms, or are you trying to work with single people investor, like just a uh, one person investing or is it a mix of that or what do you what do you have going on yeah so far it's been a mix so we have kind of accredited investors um, who maybe would put in ten thousand dollars like look, small small check sizes angels who would put in maybe those larger check sizes um, angel syndicates and vcs so kind of across the board we have people um, in in each of the different um, types but the idea is that we wanna make it simple enough that even if you don't have the resources of a VC firm, you can still kind of 
find the right folks without too much of a challenge. And that if you are that VC firm, that you can find that many more startups um, for, for your deal flow. Interesting. Um, yeah, this is, this is, uh, I love this. I, I, uh, I'm going to make sure I get on the wait list. I know. And, uh, we, we, me up. we try to keep these episodes pretty, uh, pretty short. And we always ask everybody that comes on the first time and hopefully you'll come on again. Whenever that wait list, uh, beta comes out, we'll, uh, we'll try to arrange something for you to come back mm-hmm. on. We ask everybody the first time on here, uh, what advice would you give your 13 year old self? And so, yeah, uh, I'll vamp if you need, if you need some time. Uh, well, every, the I, smile we, on Eleanor's we, face made me think, uh, were you a bad 13 year old? What were you doing? Yeah, we, per- we purposely don't send that ahead because uh, your booker coordinator was like, is there anything we should send ahead? I was like, no, we, no. no. We like to catch them off guard. <laughs> yeah. Ourselves sometimes too, like uh, <laughs> me running in late. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you, if you could travel back in time, Bill and Ted style, in a phone yeah. booth, uh, mm-hmm. you come out and you grab yourself by the jean jacket, um, just guessing uh, what you're wearing, <laughs> and you, you could tell yourself something that, uh, what, what would that advice be? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I would tell 13-year-old me to just do things and like fall on my face and not be afraid of, of falling on my face and, and just kind of go for things because the the times in my life where I've kind of played it safe and like made sure that like things were going okay I've like been the most unhappy and I've learned the least um and so I think that I would tell sorry like a fear of failure yeah like just kind of like kick the fear of failure and like try things and like make the mistakes and then learn from them and move on like don't don't kick yourself for the mistakes just keep going um because I think that's where I've grown the most. That's where I've met the coolest people. Um, and, and honestly, like turned, turned the next corner because I knew that that thing in the back was, was a failure and just like had a, had a great time of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that's, you know, uh, we talk a lot about overthinking can get mm-hmm. in the way. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nobody's paying attention to you as much as you are. Exactly. Yeah, I had a football coach that uh, put me in a game. Uh, I was JV, who's a varsity coach, and he came over to the JV game and he put me in the game. He like vetoed the JV coach, and he goes, "You have a fear of failure. You're you're scared to make a mistake, and you're making a lot more." And it kind of knocked me out of that, like you know, pretty much instantly. But I, I totally get that. Um, yeah. But I think my my answer now is stretch. I know. What's your What's yours now? teach you to stretch oh okay well that's how we got to end the episode that's how we end the episode i will find him uh we'll uh aspire 360.io and then aspire 360.io slash get investors if you want to be on the wait list uh thanks for coming on i appreciate we both appreciate your time um i appreciate your time i do i do as well i do as well also yes (laughs) more so than than the law does obviously how many minutes late for Four. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, I, dude, I was flooring it over here too. I hate being late. Uh, but I was like, I don't want to be the possessive because we already have a heterosexual life mate relationship going on. Right. We're, we're pretty close to full housing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't want to speak in the possessive. Oh. But we no, appreciate it. In that time. scenario, do it. 
I'm glad this is a comedy show as well as a business show because I bumbled my way through uh, a lot of questions. I think you did it. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back. Absolutely. Thank you so much. See ya.